Blog Talk Radio. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your stories told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke, 89.9 KLRB Lighthouse Christian Radio in the Oklahoma and surrounding areas. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Uh, I think this is a very hot topic. I think we have uh, a, a, um, a certain segment of population that is especially interested in this topic because Oklahoma, uh, the show has been a lot about Oklahoma and uh, what's gone wrong, but we've been very lucky. We've also been able to share what has gone right. You know what? We're going to keep sharing what's going right, and we're going to keep on working on making things go right when they do. All right? So, We've got a big problem, though, accountability. And if we do not have the proper accountability by those that are in public office, those that are working for the government, those that are from the lowest to the highest on the totem pole, we've got a systemic problem. Not everybody is part of that problem. But when that problem seeps through to the people and you have got people that are screaming for help, you know, when it gets to that point where people have are victim of legal abuse system because they, syndrome because they go all the way up the ladder and they're not and, – and, and people are turning their backs on it when some commit suicide – when lives are stolen, like literally, literally kidnapped because somebody does not belong in prison because they are wrongfully convicted and they're being denied the opportunity to have a fair trial or come forward with new evidence. When children are being taken away, how does this happen? Why all the advocacy groups, cries for justice reform, would any of this be happening if the system was working? Should those voted be voted voted in, be voted out if they don't stick to what they ran on? Or if appointed, shouldn't they be expected to abide by the due process that is clearly laid out in our Bill of Rights? What is the remedy to seek justice turns into a nightmare like so many of us know, and I'm speaking about, yes, state of Oklahoma. This is the bad stuff, people. There's a lot of good stuff in Oklahoma. Tonight we're going to talk about the bad stuff. Do judges really punish for fraud upon the court? What if the judge is part of the fraud? 
Do district attorneys care about justice, or are they just so happy someone has has been pointed to and let's get it done and work through that same old quick tried and true process with the same old process uh, prosecutor and the same old public defender or favorite attorney because their client was lied to and promised a plea deal only to find out that the deal was worse than the actual legitimate charge would have been or they were threatened with death row and what if that person is innocent but they're scared into taking a plea deal this is standard in some parts of Oklahoma. Do they care if someone's actually innocent or do they let the jury know only what the prosecutor wants them to know and deny exculpatory evidence? Do they take their children from you without reason? Why is child trafficking in Oklahoma? Why are there so many cold cases? Why are drugs running rampant? And in little towns like Calvin, with a population of approximately 200, with a chief of police that's been seen on duty getting high more than once. And most of the time, his on duty is spent out of Calvin. Why do so many believe Tulsa District Court is a star chamber and countless complaints go to the Bar Association only to get great automatic narratives by Gina Hendricks many know who she is at the Bar Association, the standard answer is not our jurisdiction when it is. Why is the Bar Association a branch of the Supreme Court in the United States? It's written so in the, in the Constitution, Oklahoma Constitution, that is. And correct me if I'm wrong, has anything changed? The Bar Association is a private entity, and this makes for conflict of interest, as it appears to be anyways, by the way, Oklahoma Bar Association conducts itself. Why do lawyers not have to provide a client attorney contract with specific protections for both parties in Oklahoma? Has that changed? Why does a lawyer like Ken Sue Dorfel from Lawton force their clients to pay in cash only in the stairwell of the courts? Why does she suddenly not appear on any docket on OSCN? Why is she hiding? Who's enabling that? Is that even legal? Why does a lawyer like her force, why does a judge, forgive me, why does a judge like Anthony Miller in Tulsa District Court force a party who had a panic attack, passed out, and was given narcotic to take to calm down and force that person to continue a trial when they're actually not coherent? Why does a man have false charges put on him and years later he still doesn't have privileges and most importantly the children don't have the right to have their own father in their lives? Or why does it happen to a woman? But mostly, why are the children victims? Why is Richard Glossop still on death row? Why hasn't he been afforded a new trial? How about Julius Jones? Why did that take so long? Let's talk about Daniel Holtzclaw, sent away for lifetimes. That was convenient to pin the crimes on him, wasn't it? Great timing, Oklahoma County. Wrong man, and they know it, but refused to eat crow. Well, eat crow already. How do we take politics out of justice reform? Or how do we even lessen it? How do we remove public corruption 
as such a standard in certain parts of Oklahoma? Why is it that we can look at from the law and forth and run circles around all the patterns of malfeasance and malfeasance played the same role in these cases of wrongful convictions and overcharged and an overcharged man. Why is it that a judge is living in a beautiful home in Tulsa where a woman was murdered and billions of dollars have, of her estate meant to go elsewhere was misappropriated? Oh, that's not the only judge living in a home hacked by judges and others in Oklahoma. The estate and trust, gone. Anybody want that information? Feel free to reach out to me. <clears throat> Why is it? Why does this happen? Before I go any further, the show is not about a political party. The show is not about every police officer. I back the blue that does their job and works in harmony with the oath they took as opposed to a crooked council that put them there. not that every DA, public defender, defense attorney, investigator, Department of Health and Services, uh, Health and Human Services that's crooked, not all are. I have a brother across the country, halfway across the country from Oklahoma, who's been in public service as a district attorney for almost 40 years now. He's good. He reforms. He's good. He sticks to the letter of the law. If we don't like that, we need to change it. And by the way, that's within the standards of our Constitution and our Bill of Rights due process. If you're thinking how this can happen, no way. Someone's not, this just can't be true. If you're just listening in for the first time, tell that to the majority of people listening right now because they're here, because they realize they're not alone, and because it might have happened to them or somebody they love. How comforting is that? Well, it's bittersweet, someone to talk to that gets it. Why is this happening, when it is, and where it is? Oklahoma is definitely missing something here. When I spoke with a grand jury investigator out of the Attorney General's office about the beatings, rapes, drugs, maggots, and mold, and all kinds of contraband that's mostly put there by the, uh, by the, uh, by the uh, forgive me, the officers there, he just says, I know, it's a different world. Everyone knows it. It's essentially, it's not going to change. Wow, it's not going to change. Everybody knows this goes on, Tanya. I've got that recorded. That was a long conversation. I turned the recorder on just a few minutes into it because I couldn't believe my ears. Why does a judge like Anthony Miller in Tulsa District Court do these things? Why does the head of or one of the heads of the Corrections Department, why do they pretend they didn't hear where the contraband is really coming from? Why did they change the subject and suddenly say they have to get off of the phone now? Oh, until the subject is changed. Accountability. Accountability. So let's wrap this up. Circle back around to the knowledge and the fact that there have been countless victims of public corruption in Oklahoma that have lawfully followed every single 
alleged ladder of hierarchy in Oklahoma to, to be helped as they seek help and have unraveled and laid out every single thing, clear and concise, ready to bring it to the highest legal authority in elected office as attorney general, and they are barred from any access to justice. We know this was a problem with Mary Fallon, and we know that the torch was handed to Mike Hunter. And I'm talking about Mike Hunter right now. If anybody else wants to talk about the prior Attorney General, they're more than welcome to. Mike Hunter has been caught up in a scandalous affair, another government worker. In the public, they say it is not anybody from his office, but I've heard otherwise. Now, it could just be his personal life is messed up, right? But he really messed that up. That does not mean that he's all these things you say that he is here, okay, or that he isn't here. But we do have a character problem, a character flaw here that seems to have not just trickled over, which happens to be Oklahoma, the citizens of Oklahoma, and it's trickled, no, it's flooded in a harmful way. The man or somebody from his office actually censors his public page or did. He did a great job with press releases. He dictated and censored what gets told. Problem here. And we want to make sure that that doesn't trickle over to the next attorney general. And we hope that anybody who is listening, we hope that that message gets to him or her. And we're here to help make what's wrong right. We don't believe everybody in office, every representative is an enemy. Far be it from that. But those that have stomped on the right destroyed lives, have blood on their hands, have children that are orphans when they shouldn't be, grow up without a mother or father because they, what? Because what? Because an agenda had to be met? How much money is made in some of these cases? The justice and legal infrastructure in Oklahoma is broken. It's not getting better. Aren't we tired of hearing about what's going to change or what someone is running on until they get there? Let's talk to the reps that actually do care. Let's make friends. Let's solve problems. Let's let them know what's really going on because I legitimately believe some some don't know. We need you to be our not afraid, not to cave to the political pressure, but to stand by your oath and stand together, find each other, stand by the constitutional process and our Bill of Rights. So I want to thank you once again for listening in. And I know already that we do have uh, somebody, thank you, Marty, um, on the line that has called in. But first, 917 388 4520. 
and press 1. 917-388-4520, press 1. You can call in anonymously if you like. But we do have somebody on the line right now, and I'm going to ask you if you want to give your name or remain anonymous. Thank you for calling. Hello? Well, I, I was told. Well, they I'm sorry? just hung up. They okay. just hung up, Tanya. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Maybe All right. they'll call well, back in. I'll let you know. Okay. No, no. We got a lot of. Okay. We got a packed board. Wait a minute. Here he is. Here he is. Come on. Come on. There you go. You're on now. Hi there, thanks for calling. Would you like to yeah. give us your name or do you want to remain no. anonymous? Yeah, just stay anonymous. Um, okay. To answer your question as far as how much money is made off of the court system and the <laughs> judges and all that stuff, they are paying 66 cents per every dollar that is brought into the system through the judges and the lawyers. That's the federal government's grant. Okay. Can you repeat that? Sixty-six cents per every dollar that is brought in per year, our government pays them. That's what they pay them. Um, but brought in in what way? Like, um, are you talking about uh, the courts? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So they pay they pay them back sixty six cents for every dollar. Okay. Huh. Now, so another words, who else? Who? I I'm not understanding. So what does that mean? Uh, like, what does the government have to gain by it? It's a money game from top to bottom. It's it is a very large money game from start to finish. I mean, you okay. pay your lawyers, you pay them, you know, whatever their hourly rate is. You do okay. You pay twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars. I mean, you're looking ten to twelve thousand dollars, and depending on what kind of person you're dealing with, and you could range all the way up to sixty grand to well over one hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah, and then we've got all the Tanya. court fees and whatnot. No, I, I'm I'm certain that this is all about you know uh, politics. Or, I, I, I mean, you know, money, 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 money. This is money grabs. I mean, you chase everything down, and it will all come down to money or allegiances to those that have um, um, been a part of it. But, you know, you're, it's it's the same old like back and forth, good old boys and girls club. We're we're well aware of that. So. Um, so this is about, do you feel that this is all about money? Majority, yes, but uh-huh. not always. Okay. I feel the same way, too. Um, so do you want to just share, like, your path? Did you did you ultimately send in a letter to uh, Mike Hunter or the Attorney General? Did you have an issue um, in... You are calling from Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. 
Um, did you have an issue in Oklahoma that uh, leads you? I mean, what what brought you to this point where you are so well educated on um, on this? I basically had to go on my own, and yes, I had an attorney, but they literally did absolutely nothing. They want you to pay them so much a month and still want to sit and go, well, there's not much I can do, which is a line of crap. It really is because when you have evidence proving the story that is being brought up against you because you can you can provide the evidence to prove their story false and it really upsets them and they are running on ego and their egos will not allow them to take accountability for what they may or may not have done. Mm-hmm. Now do you so, um huh? Yeah. Often I hear about it's an election year, you, you know, and that's why certain things happen, you know, because the prosecutor wants to be, um, you know, back in office again. And, and, you know, we got to take these people off the streets. And so even if it's not the right person, you know, they're I gotta have to do carry a lot on here. They have to, to make, make it work for them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And we had um, Perry Lott on here, oh gosh, I think it was already a year ago, and he was wrongfully convicted, and he's been commuted, and, and, um, and that still doesn't the thing give back is, their time. I'm sorry? Does not give back their time. It doesn't give because back their time. Once, no. once, you are, once you are charged with some type of weird charge, if that's domestic assault and battery, that's child neglect, I mean, whatever the case is, that takes away from your time, and you never gain that back. Right, right. And now and accidents are going to happen. Accidents are going to happen. Errors are going to happen. But that is the, true. The thing that the thing that is not okay is when there's evidence that's not brought forward. Or it's the press, uh-huh. you yep. know, when there's evidence that when when uh, there's things that are tampered with, you know, we all remember, you know, Joyce Gilchrist and uh, Bob Macy. You know, do how mm-hmm. many more of of Bob Macy's and Joyce Gilchrist uh, need to go down in history as uh, those that sent people to death row? You, you know, without cause, without cause. I mean, yep. we're talking about atrocious numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. Why is it that they go down in history once they're dead? Why is mm-hmm. it that Judge Henderson has committed so many horrifying acts, so many um, things on his bench that are against the canons? Mm-hmm. And he still remained there, but now he's gone because of uh, some sexual, you know, another another sexual uh, um, compromise. Uh, you know, do, how do we know that what's gone on with Mike Hunter that there isn't really more to it? How do we know that you know that isn't the worst of it, right? How, you know, what point. else? 
I'm sorry? That is a start, yes. That's a start. So I think it's time to investigate some cases that have been presented in Mike Hunter's office that, you know, we need to start. We need to start. And why Mm -hmm. was never even given a file number? Why was it that I can tell you a number of cases that have gone forward, certainly not just mine, you know, I'm not talking about me here right now, you know, how I got there, but why is it, why is it that Mike Hunter has so many cases that have been presented to him, I've seen the files that he's turned away. What does that because do? It's the lack what of accountability mean? for the oath of office that he swore in the day that he swore into office. Right. And who, why is he trying to protect? Who is he trying to protect? Is he just lazy? Exactly. I really don't think so. I don't think he's just lazy. Don't nope. think that when you've got four or five different people from the same courthouse, billions of dollars being stolen. I mean, okay, that's one thing. But I know so many other things. Why is it that they're turned away? What's the deal? Why don't you want to be the guy that stops this from hurting? You know, what is the attorney general for? Sure. He does not work. I'm sorry. Somebody said to me, oh, the attorney, uh, the attorney general works for the prosecutors. No, he doesn't. Nope. I'm sorry. No, he doesn't. He's the highest in office in the state of Oklahoma or any matter of any state that is the highest office that is supposed to make sure the checks and balances on all judicial committees and everything are done correctly. That is what his job and his office is to do. Yes, it is. So I'm well aware that attorney generals will assign certain cases out of the district for for them to invest for other people to investigate, such as my brother in his years in you know as a DA. He's done many of those cases. It'll it'll never give him a judge shift. He'll never be a judge, and he knows that. And he's fine with it, you know, because of the political ramifications. Okay, because of you know sides <laughs> here and there. You know. You know, it's just how it is. It's, it shouldn't be, but it's how it is. But yep. he's trusted to come up with, you know, the proper, uh, you know, investigation and oversight and, you know, go through his own process. That's when somebody is actually appointed. Mm-hmm. So who, who, who is appointing? Who, is, who did Mike Hunter appoint? To look through other cases and matters. Anybody? I have heard anybody. anybody right. I don't know, but I did hear that there was somebody over in. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually I didn't just hear. I'm very very well aware of it that there was somebody over in Hughes County, a um, a lawyer. Uh, I think a lawyer or a district attorney. I, I forget. Um, because I know this person is both or was both. And he's supposed to be investigated. 
was supposed to stop practicing law. It never happened. My country was made aware of it. Mm-hmm. They've been made aware of several happened. different things, and they have refused to do their process as far as looking into what needs to be done about it. They're all in a clique that they want to hold each other's back because why else would you be running and refusing to take care of what you need to take care of? Yes. Yes. So so this is it. Where it happens, it's a flood. It's flooded over. You know, Henderson needs to be, Judge Henderson, former Judge Henderson, There are cases that need to be investigated there. He's called the, he's known as the hanging judge. The hanging judge. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whether you believe in the death penalty or not, why is somebody going to call him the hanging judge unless he's got a reputation for taking life so readily? They're worried about their reputations and worried about their egos. That's all it amounts to. And on top of that, they're raking cash in left and right, and they don't care. We've got a problem in our country, and it is accountability. And the more we're divided, the happier those that are doing the wrong things are. I don't care if it's a corrupt so-called Republican, corrupt so-called Democrat, any any party, okay? Any party. We've got to call out the person. And we got to call out anybody that is supporting that instead of reporting that and making what's wrong right. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. And so... And it falls back on no. our oath of office. I mean, when they swear into office, they have an oath that they uphold to and I've noticed a lot of them haven't been doing what they've taken oath of office to do and then when they get caught up in some you know like Mike Hunter he got caught doing whatever he was doing which that's just the start of what's getting ready to come out because you you know and everybody else knows that when you catch on to something like that that's not the full story there's always more details, maybe a year, maybe two years, might be three years down the road, but it will eventually come out the light of what was going right. on. Tanya. Yeah. Tanya, one of the yeah. places you can track the money trail is look at the block grants that come out of it's administered by Social Security Administration. I believe it's under Title 20, but I may be wrong. Um, but the block grants that come out to every state every year, these are in the tens of millions. That uh-huh. money goes into the state treasury, no strings attached, no accounting, even though it'll say, let's say, $20 million is to go to elder care services. There's no evidence it ever does, and none is, is required. So a lot of that money that comes in through those block grants goes into the general fund, is siphoned out, and it goes into, and I wish I could remember the call letters for it, but it is a court retirement system. And it's Mm -hmm. where they accrue, they can take um, stocks, bonds, they can take donations, funding, all kinds of things. 
and money gets deposited to their retirement account under that auspice. But that's where a lot of the money, the payoff that you and your guests are talking about, that's where it comes in. It's basically money laundering in my estimation, but this is where a lot of the payoff comes from because it's untraceable. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, and when I was talking to that um, investigator, Tanya? Yep. Yeah, there you are. Can you hear me? Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, so there when I was speaking with this, you can hear me better now? I apologize. When I was speaking with the attorney yeah. general investigator um, from the from the attorney general's office, forgive me, you know, he said, you know, Oklahoma's dirt poor. And I'm thinking, you know, how do, how does that happen? How does Oklahoma become so dirt poor? When you look at all the money that they're taking in, exactly, it needs to be held accountable for. And there's too many, there's too many places where this is being spread out. It's it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like okay, there's I think 13 new. How many was it? Uh, we talked about it the other night. I think I I, I quoted it was. 13 or 14 new billionaires because of uh, the COVID vaccination. You know, um, some of them already were billionaires, but there's over $50 billion, you know, that went out to those that are already millionaires. And I think there's billionaires. There are five more billionaires out there. Well, we know that money spread out much farther than through those people. You know, we know that. And so, you know, it's trickled up, it's trickled down. The thing is, it's happening at large levels, it's happening at state levels, it's happening at county levels, it's happening at city levels, towns, where it's happening. And where's the accountability for it? If those that are voted and appointed in, aren't going to do the job, then it's time for citizen oversight. Uh-huh. We've got to break up the, the the breeding ground for corruption. There's far too many conflicts of interest that are taking place, not just in Oklahoma, but how those that are serving, that are reps. You know, if you see a problem here, and it's a pattern. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. It's happening over and over and over again. Then how do we expect something to change if we're doing the same things, right? We all have heard that. How do we expect yep. something to change if we're doing the same things? How do we expect those that believe that they have immunity that they don't, if they're corrupt, they don't have immunity. Immunity does not cover a judge, a police officer, a district attorney, if they are acting outside of their duties as a public servant. So this whole immunity thing, you know, 
problem is, how do you get the judges to enforce that? How do you get the how do you get the prosecutors to go after it when they're not doing their jobs themselves? Prosecutors have an incredible amount of power. An incredible amount of power. Court clerks have an incredible amount of influence on what a judge, what goes in front of a judge and what the judge learns. Incredible amount. But why do we need to be scholars of the inner workings of the justice and injustice system in order to figure it out when there are people that are there that millions of dollars are spent, taxes, this and that, billions of dollars that are spent to do that job, to uphold the law, uphold our Constitution, to enforce it, Equally, equally, what are we doing? What are we doing? Maybe we'd be better without any government, but I am, I am for police officers. I am for law and order, but I'm for limited government as well. But what are we doing? They have to do their job, and even though some are – not doing their job, most of them out there are doing their job to the T. Yes. Now, what and is it that – go ahead. Well, I was just um, – you know, it goes saying with everybody, there's always a bad apple in every group, and it makes every group look bad. You know, it doesn't matter where it happens at – you know, if it's in another state, it you know, why does it matter where it's at? If it's happening there, more than likely it's happening everywhere. It's just not been found out yet. And, you know, if you, you – know. and the apples, guess what? If you've got a rotten apple and it's sitting up against other rotten apples, they're going to turn rotten real quick too. Yep. So, so that needs to change. So where's it going to start? We need to take personal responsibility on how we vote, how we advocate if we advocate, on you know writing, writing letters, showing up on the the public pages, asking for help, contacting your local representatives, letting them know that we've got their back if they want to fix something. We need your help. We're going to stand by you. You know, we know you know this is wrong. What do you need from us? You, you, work, for, you work for us, but we're going to help you help us. And that way you can do your job without being public enemy number one. Be a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's too much complacency. Too much complacency. Obviously, there's money in the politics. You know who's who's sponsoring who. Who's uh, you, you know? How do you I think they pass bills? It's all money laundering. They call it gifts, but it's actually truly money laundering. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we have to start somewhere, though. We have to start somewhere. We've got to clean it up so that these problems stop causing such uproars so that mom and dads don't commit suicide because they're just so broken. So that children aren't stolen from loving families where they are. Mm-hmm. So that... And can I say something on that, Sonia? Yeah. I was actually threatened with they were going to take my children if I didn't stop. And I looked at the lady and I laughed and I said, Merry Christmas. Because <clears throat> that was from DHS investigator that supposedly was doing the investigation. Oh, my gosh. So how long uh, – so do you have your children now? No, I have not seen them in two years, but that was besides the point. And, besides and that means they we, have not seen you. Nope. And when – it's a really messed up deal because when you start through a divorce process, the first thing that a very toxic person – and I'm not saying all do it, but – most women want a paycheck without having to work. I'm not saying all of them do, but they will do the one up. Let's make it a little bit worse on him. Well, in the state of Oklahoma, if you have any kind of open charges against you, you lose immediate custody of the children. Open charges. That's all it is. It's yep. not a conviction. Yep. It's just open charges. Yep. Doesn't matter if it's been convicted or not, it's just an open charge. They call it the silver bullet effect. Yes, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that I know. And, you know, and I can see exceptions to the rules where that would happen, okay? I can, I can see the exceptions to the rule uh, with, with egregious, you know, violent crimes or, or egregious, you know, child abuse allegations or, you know, allegations like that, you know? But those need to, you know, that's where speedy trials need to take place. That's where, you know, justice is supposed to be served. Justice is supposed to be served. You know, if you're guilty, you'll be found guilty. If you're innocent, you'll be found innocent. But I know that does not work um, for a lot of people. Um, And I know this happened to both men. Actually, does I do see it happening more to men, but I also know some women that this has happened to as well. Yes. And so that's, that's where it's really what, what's the case, what's the allegiance, who's the, who's the, who is, um, you, you know, which attorney do they have, or oh, is he my friend, do I play golf with him, I can, you know, or, you know, even we can just go as far as okay, you, you know, just. Hang out at the hang out at the local diner near near the uh, near the court. Okay, the morning of hearing, mm-hmm. you'll find out a lot of how cases are going to go that way. You'll yep. you'll find out. You'll find it's out. Some of them are pre-designed. Someone some of them are the most problems all solved. Just you know, let's get on stage, act it out. Know that for a fact. So what are we going to do? When these cases, you go up the hierarchy, you go up the hierarchy, and you finally get through to the attorney general's office because that's how bad it is. 
That's how bad it is. Why is it that you're turned away? You know, have you ever been on the phone with somebody and been like, well, and got the feeling that they feel like, okay, well, if the prosecutor couldn't help, prosecutor didn't help you, or if the police didn't help you, or if your lawyer couldn't help you, then you must really deserve help. Felt like that? Are you there? Tanya? Yeah. There you go. You faded out again. Okay. All right. Is anybody back there or? I know we have people that we're going to call in tonight, but maybe I need to get back out of calling in, but that's okay. That's all right. Do we have um? I don't have any caller back. No, I don't have anyone. Oh. Okay. No. All right. So I mean, so why is this happening, listeners? Nine one seven three eight eight four five two zero. Press one. Nine one seven three eight eight four five two zero. Press one. Stephen Burke, are you with us tonight? I think we're on, right? With him tonight. Yeah, I'm here. Hey. So, <laughs> thank you. My savior. So, Stephen, <laughs> you know, I hope you don't mind it. I'm sure you don't. But I brought up Calvin, Oklahoma. You know, you've got this little local town. And... You know, I spilled the beans. I didn't give the name of the chief of police. Uh, But, you know, you've tried all kinds of things to get help over there. You and James Treat, right, because he he lives in Calvin, Oklahoma. He's been on the show many times. And people turn their backs on it. Well, they got the good old boys club, and they're all scratching each other's back all the way from Calvin, Oklahoma, to the governor's office is basically what's going on. Do you feel that way about the governor? Do you feel that the governor has failed us so far? Or or tell us your thoughts. Because the governor is the one Mm. that is actually going to be appointing a new attorney general. I think, truthfully, the governor is only getting one side of the story, honestly. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I think that, too, that he's still getting his feet wet, but also he's not making himself available um, to the public as much as the public would like him to make himself available, too. What do you think, Stephen? And, and I'm glad you came back, by the way. But, Stephen, what do you think? Okay, I didn't quite catch the question, so I don't know. Well, um, the other the other caller uh, just said, he feels that the governor is not getting uh, the full picture. He's not getting the full story. And uh, so that could be the case. You know, we want him as an ally, but he does not seem to be making himself available to the public as much as the public would like. I understand that's a hard job to do, but yeah, here are the people. It's hard to get a hold of him, though, from what I understand. And uh, Yep. There has been stuff that he did that just uh, flat wasn't right, as far as I'm concerned. But he has done a lot of a lot of good things too, especially mm-hmm. recently signing some of these pro-life bills and stuff like that. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree okay, with you. John, mm-hmm. you, you have a caller. Yeah. Area code nine zero three. You're live and on the air. 
Hello? Hi, thanks for calling in. Would you like Hi. to give your name? This is Carl Jameson. Carl, hi. How are you? Hi. I'm doing good. Thanks for calling in. Uh, well, I just wanted to pose a question. What do we do when our representatives and their staff uh, block our emails, won't return our calls? You know, uh, I have sent numerous emails to the Attorney General's office about violations of victims' rights. Uh, I have sent one to pretty much every house representative and senator and no no response from any of them right so nobody's even saying hey this is what we need you to do or refer you to anybody oh they just their staff i mean i could i could forward you where if my emails won't go through no more to any of them and every time i call i just get voicemail now, you're, you're just completely wrong. Right okay. Yes. Um, so what do you do? What do you do? Well, and and I think it's time. I I have to look at this as a a, a new lease. You know, I have to look at this as a um, a new lease with the representatives that you know just especially those that are new in their positions that ran I mean, uh, on. Well, there's some of them that ran on as constitutionalists, but they won't stand up and defend the Constitution. They won't defend one thing in that Constitution. Okay. You know, they passed this. Uh, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh. They want to pass the. Uh, okay, you're you're a little bit hard to hear, so you have to get it closer to your phone. But, but Carl, uh, you know, I think we need to to call for an investigation, and, and no, the remonstrance avenue did not work. But when I was on the phone in a conference call with our friend David Arndt. Um, when uh, when they denied the remonstrance, so I was like, okay, okay, so fine. And and the uh, lead attorney uh, was there. Okay, the lead attorney was on the call, and so there was an argument going on about accepting the remonstrance. And I said, okay, hold on, let's let's hold on. All right, let's see if there's another path that has least resistance to it, that has less resistance to it. And the fact is that we can ask for an investigation. Uh, by the, uh, I believe it's through the senators. I'll have to look up, look that up because it's been a while since I have had that conversation. But yes, they then call for a grand be, jury investigation. Then there needs to be a vote. And so this is uh, where you know. Go ahead. I've been asking. I've been asking them for over two years okay, to do but, this. But, but my country's gone now. So I think that, you know, with enough of the information that we have combined uh, to bring forward as far as when it comes to my hunter turning us away, and when there is a 
egregious uh, matters that are put in front of him that he allows to be happening in his state that he is a highest legal authority and over and over and over again. Okay? So he's not there anymore. But guess what? There's people that are still hurting. The, the, the effect of the crime on society, the people that are living with them, are punished every single day. And the mm-hmm. life is sucked out of them. We know that. You know that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel now is the time. Now is the time. Yeah. Is that a little bit political? Yeah. Because it's going to be easier for this information to be assimilated. Marty? Yes. You have another caller on, area code 405 again. You're live and on the air with Tanya. Stay with us, other callers, if you'd like. Okay. Hi, area code 405. If you'd like to give your name. Uh, please JD. do, and thanks for calling in. Uh, JD, I would just JD. like to ask a question, uh, or make a statement. Uh, okay. Because I heard Lynn Wood when he came. I believe it was he came mm-hmm. to Tulsa, oh, and he mentioned yeah. that the power belongs to the people, and he specifically mentioned the power is actually in the pulpit, and he was referencing mm-hmm. it to how if the pastors understood their authority in Christ, and they would stand up. And I've noticed there is one that's on Facebook right now. He has been uh, ridiculed by CNN. He's got worldwide attention right now, even by CNN. And Love he's had man. open attacks, and he's been threatened and all that other stuff. But nevertheless, he's – it's like God has given him the authority to stand up. And he's, he's got a lot of backers, if you understand what I'm saying. And when you have a lot of support, then it's like that guy down there in Texas. I don't know if y'all remember about that, but he was there. The government was trying to take his land, and he had a few hundred guys on horses with guns. And the government came in, the U.S. Marshals, the sheriffs, they would come in there, and they couldn't do anything because he had too much support. And if people realize that the power belongs to them, I think they're just afraid. I thank the government because I have stood in the courts and – because you may not be an eloquent speaker, you don't know their language, they belittle you. It's like they think, and this is their mentality is like they think that they are better or they're smarter. And if people knew who they were, I believe, and if they would like organize and confront their pastors to make a stand for what's right, and it's not, and it's not in a bad thing. It's not a bad way. Just telling them that God has given you all authority on earth. And I'm just wondering why some of this stuff ain't happening because I hear a lot of talk, and don't misunderstand what I'm saying. It's just going on everywhere, and everybody's asking, what should we do? What should we do? And to mm-hmm. me, the answer would be God has already given us the wisdom. He's given us understanding. He's given us – in these times, what do we do? And you're going to be persecuted. You expect that. But to mm-hmm. me uh, – and, I, and you know, I don't think I'm wrong on this because I think it's, it's – God w- will back that man, if you understand what I'm saying. I, yes. I believe you, yes. you have all authority, but, but that's what I'm seeing right now. That's, and I'm wondering why there's not a lot of organization. You know, people are saying, let's go uh, let's hire a lawyer. But these lawyers are bought off. The judges are paid for. 
And so Many they're, they're, of them they're, are. they're submitting their uh, their grievances, but they're not even being heard. It's not even making it past the front desk. Right. So uh, it just uh, it kind of I just no, wonder exactly. why. Nope, can't. Nope, not him. Not him. Set that one aside. You know. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, I, and I'm sure there are many that are listening right now that can attest to the fact that it's it's like a pattern. Like when you went into court, did anybody ever try to make you seem like you were crazy? Oh, I bet you think the world is against you, don't you, essentially? You think I'm against yeah. you, don't you? You think well, the judge is another, I heard a listener call in a while ago, and he was talking about child support. And they had – they specifically tell the – caseworkers not to offer them any kind of assistance because they're not for uh they're about collecting the money there's a book called friend of the friend of the family enemy of the state and one of the caseworkers that had worked in this and a judge also specifically wrote in this book that they are their job is to keep them away from the fathers or away from the you know just basically to split up the family anyway and get the money don't try to offer them any kind of assistance and so when you stand in these courts, you know that they are not there for you. Not even the, not even the, uh, uh, excuse me, the uh, the lawyers. They're not there for you. They're paid. They're paid for. So I don't see a lot happening this way. You can uh, submit your grievances. You can uh, you can hire this lawyer, that lawyer. But every everywhere I've seen people turn to, it's never worked out for them. You're, you, it's like going a long way around it. And it's kind of one of the things. Oh, I you think, could you could pay. You could be a, a, a pauper. Or you could you could give a, 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 or you could pay a lawyer hundred thousand or whatever it is, and depending on that agenda that's already been worked out, it really won't matter how much money you've you've got and what you right. go through. You then they will try to they they try to actually you know uh, create a narrative that is not true. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's, a, it's an attack. It's an attack on your character, uh, right. and and it's this is why so many have committed suicide over legal abuse. This is why so many go absolutely crazy. This is why some quit and curl up in a ball the rest of their lives. This is why some turn to drugs. I would imagine. This is why. Um, when you have been assaulted in every possible way, when you're tough, you think, okay, you know, if you don't know about this, you're going to, okay, you're getting a divorce in your case, right? You're going to go to court. It's going to stink. Neither of us are going to be perfectly happy, but we're going to get out of here and the divorce is going to be over, right? That's right. Right? Oh, but oh no. Oh no. We can't let that happen. That's too easy. That's no, no, I have been in them courts, and what they care about is you making the monthly child support payments. But when you would ask them, what about parental rights? What about what about visitations? You, they will refer you to someone else. They will not talk to you about that. That goes, and this is how this game works. This is how the Democrats are working society right now. They just they pass off. They pass the buck to somebody else. It's a blame game, and they'll continue blaming one another because that's part of the plan. And this is how the society works. This is how the system works. So it's not it's not there for our uh, it's not there to help us. 
when when a, a father really wants to be with his children and he's doing his best, and uh, you ask for assistance in any way, they're not. They're, that's what they're not paid for. That they're paid to get child support, and that's it. I know all about that, and the system yeah. seems to be geared to uh, to to manipulate and to uh, basically shift blame back back and forth to where the the uh, the person doesn't know which direction to go. He doesn't know who nope. to turn to. And you can't hire a lawyer. You can't hire a lawyer because you can't afford it. You can't afford it because you don't have enough money. You're and and it, and it's, it just escalates. Well, if you and did, there's you a, won't. I mean, but that's what I was saying. That's why I would turn my attention towards God, turn it toward, towards the pulpit, and ask the pastors why they're not standing up, why they're not – I mean, because we have – I believe we're given a space of time of repentance, and I believe that God has given us the authority and the power on this earth. But I don't think a lot of people see it that way. Right. But I'm going to get off here, and I'll let you all continue. I apologize. Oh you're, no! Please don't apologize. You're you're welcome to be on here with us. Uh, this is a, you know, that's why you called. We want callers nine one seven three eight eight four five two zero plus one. And you know the thing is, I get information on a daily basis. Usually on a daily basis, um, I don't get all the information necessarily on a case. You know, but I'm getting information so regularly. Uh, this is not exceptions to the rules where this is happening. And and this is a thing. We need to address where there are patterns, you know, with what attorneys, with what districts, and, and why is it that uh, Mike Hunter, you know, refused to protect the people? You know, why is it that that happens? Let's make what's wrong right. Let's make people whole. What is left of them? What's left of them? How can somebody go from, you know, working so hard all their lives and losing everything, including their kids? How can somebody's inheritance by their parents you know, be carefully tucked away in a trust, right, that's supposed to work, be hijacked by a court system. How? Well, this happens because you're getting away with it. But that can't be true. No, yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. If somebody murders somebody and that person is never found, they're getting away with it. If that person is found and there's a reason why he's not being charged, there's a payoff or whatever reason it is, who knows what it is, then they're getting away with it. If somebody gets away with claiming that you're abusive and you're not and there's no proof to back it up, but yet you're still paying the price, they're getting away with it. So, you know, look, why is it that an attorney can perjure themselves in court and the judge does nothing? Why is it that any party can perjure themselves in court? But if it's that party 
that you're already aligned with, nothing is done. Usually, perjury charges are not followed through with anyway. But why not? Why not? If that will establish credibility in an upcoming trial, why not? Why is the system failing us? And why won't the Attorney General step in where this is going wrong? You know, sure, the Attorney General can't go, you know, hold everybody's hand, okay? We get that. We get that. But when you get the same kind of complaints over and over and over again about any egregious misconduct, where are you? Why is that district attorney still there? Or why is that judge still there? Why is that caseworker still getting paid for perjuring herself as a witness, taking away the child of a parent? You you know, why is this happening? Why is nobody either believing it or taking action? So let's ask for an investigation. <sighs> Stephen, what is, how do you feel about this with, you, you know, yes, I agree. Turn to your pastors. Turn to, you know, I, I agree. But you know, everybody's got to look at themselves in the mirror, too. And so many of them go to church each week. That's usually the ones that are hiding. I'm sorry? That's the ones that are hiding. They want to make, they show everybody else that they're these great people, but in turn, they're actually hiding who they truly are in the process of what's going on. There's always always some that's that way. You know, 90% of the 90% 90% of the people's never going to do anything. History's proven that. Uh-huh. There's a lot of talk that there's a lot of non-action, but the ones that are doing that are doing and taking action are being persecuted from day one. And that's where, you know, I have been part of a group that has gone all the way to the state capitol that has lobbied at the state capitol involving all this. They, the representatives in our own state capitol don't even want to bother with it. And if you look at the chain of command, they are the last highest setup in our state. And if they don't care about it, then who else is going to care? Well, that's what the do problem. you want to say? Go ahead. We have the fourth most corrupt state in the in the union, you know, and and uh, I've been to about all them offices up there to Capitol too, and we've had lengthy conversations with some of those officials, and that's why I made my statement that every one of them scratching each other's back. 
You are correct. So? I mean, that's uh, personal that's... experience. Yeah. And to, to boot, to boot, I can prove every word I said because I recorded every one of them. Mm-hmm. I've got recordings from every one of them offices, every visit we made. And what good does that do if nothing's going to be done about it? Well, that don't do any good, but I've got the evidence. (laughs) But you've what? But I've got the evidence. Anybody, (laughs) you know, people don't believe it. I've got the evidence. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. When you've got things laid out perfectly clear, like there's no gray area, Okay, this is what so-and-so did, this is what so-and-so did, this is what so-and-so did. Heck, I've got evidence of, of, a, of a transcript being tampered because I've got the recording. You know, it came out different. How did that happen? I know I'm not alone. We know that things yeah. fall on and fall off those dockets. Seen it happen. So, well, I sat in you know, I sat in a courtroom in in Hughes County a number of years back, just to tell you this. Sat in a courtroom in Hughes County, and I'll show you how corrupt it is, on a murder trial. Okay, I was one of the witnesses in the murder trial. Okay, when it all come down to it, the judge sent the jury out of the room, got the federal law book out that they're supposed to type up these passages from the law book and give to the jury how to judge the case. Judge says, we can't get a conviction with that in there, so leave that part out. Change this piece to read so-and-so. Leave this one out. Change this to read this and this and and so the judge is all that stuff. Attorney. And then type, type it up and give it to the jury. He changed federal law to get a conviction in a murder trial. That's all they're worried about, conviction, because when they get their convictions, they get paid money back to the state, pays the county back for the amount of money that they spent. They give them $20 a day in incarceration fees. I mean, there's so many different little avenues from the time, say, that you're convicted of a crime. You have like anger management classes, you have drug and alcohol counseling. I mean, each one of those, those guys pay so much a month to the county or the state, however that comes out. And let's talk about how good are those classes, really, you know? Yeah, that's a joke, but okay. Um, yeah, this this is a thing. And, and there there are ways, listen, the rate of recidivism while we're on this subject the, the rate of recidivism is so high, and and that's because essentially that's how you're going to keep making money. Um, we've got a, a couple, not a couple, they're a man and a woman, though, uh, that learned how that they together put together a program that the state of Montana asked them to do, and their rate of recidivism went down from it went from 85% to 15%. Well, guess what Montana did? They stopped the program because it was taking away. They were losing all it their money. It was taking away. It worked too 
Well, there's a book out on that, and I've been working with these people. So there, there are paths uh, and to lower recidivism rates. And most people that are in prison are in there because of poverty, because of addiction, because of abuse. And these are the things that can be most, most of them can be reformed. Most people can come out and start their lives again. And this is a tried and true program. It unbelievable, unbelievable that they were given the last 12 weeks of their sentence. That they were a part of the last 12 weeks of their sentence. And the rate of recidivism, once again, went from 85% to 15%. So when there are answers, why is that removed? Because it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. It's all about the money. And so I think that if the money wasn't spread around so much, if so many pockets weren't as filled so much, that um, Oklahoma wouldn't be dirt poor. I think that uh, there are other ways to make money. <laughs> and legal ways. I'm sorry? I said legal ways, not doing illegal stuff, um, going into closed doors. Uh, telling your clients not to show up in courtrooms, which is against the constitutional law, U.S. Right. Constitution and Oklahoma Constitution. Well, if it, if Oklahoma has it wrong, it's a perversion of uh, the United, you know, uh, Constitution. So it's got to be changed. Yes. And there's some things in that Constitution that do need to be changed. They yes, do need is. to be changed. And I want to know who's got the kahunas to do it. I mean, like I was talking to you earlier, and I was explaining to you about a few months ago, a 24-year-old kid, you know, I've known him all my life. He started dealing with some toxic ex, and she ended up seven years later trying to throw rape charges against him, which they had already proven Two times in that seven years that she had blatantly lied about it, well, he gets charges thrown at him. Well, he beats him to the punch. He puts a bullet in his head. He committed suicide. Right then and there. No questions asked. Just done. Because he was not going to put up with the abuse and the amount of trouble that he'd already been put through the last five, seven years, whatever it was. You know, you're just done. And that's what they would rather you do is you just knock yourself off. And they'd be like, oh, well, he just couldn't handle life. I mean, they're going to talk about you regardless because that's all they got to do. They have no right. other lives other than talk about, oh, well, this person needs this, this person needs that. Well, the truth is, is they need to be very well educated on what's walking in them doors. They are very smart individuals. They go to a lot of school. They go through a lot of education but there's an education that they've never seen and they don't understand the signs of it or know what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
And when they start understanding that as far as it, it doesn't matter if it's Oklahoma, Texas, it doesn't matter what state, there's not but just a few people in the U.S. that understand what's actually going on in people's minds. It is a very cruel, corrupt, and they're really messed up mentally. That if they can literally go into a court of law and sit there on a stand and blatantly lie to the judge, lie to everybody in that courtroom, and they get up with a smile on their face and walk out that door, there's something seriously wrong with that individual. Yep. Yeah. That's true. So, you know, what if they sleep at night? I don't know. You know, drugs? I don't know. They probably do have to sleep in because otherwise their bodies and their minds would just eat them alive, and they don't have any. They don't have any mental state as far as oh well, I had to take care of this or I had to do that. Oh well, this guy's giving me this amount of money. Oh well, we don't care. We're going to make it go this way. You could sit there and fight until you're blue in the face. They don't care. They've already got it set up. Hey, this is how this is going to go. We're done. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they will throw evidence out. They will literally ignore evidence. They won't follow no investigational trails, period. It's been proven. And they will make up their own stories and, oh, well, this guy won't cooperate with this, and they just don't worry about it. We'll, we'll so take care of that. So we're broken. We're broken. I know Carl's very frustrated. He called in earlier. I know he's frustrated. You know, I've known Carl for years. He's gotten mad at me, you know, because I'm there. You know, it's people get mad. People get mad. People get exhausted. People get discouraged. They take things out on the wrong people. Um, there's not a magic wand, but we do have a system that um, is supposed to work, but it, it, it's been, you know, I, I don't have anything against lawyers. I don't have, you know, I have, I have something against a bad lawyer, a corrupt lawyer, okay? Uh, a lawyer that uh, hurts me. You didn't help. the lawyers. <laughs> huh? I said you just named 90% of all lawyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the case, that's the case. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not. Yeah. It's not how you and, tell the story. It can you make it sound believable in the court of law so the judge believes, hey, this is really true, and they could be lying, completely blowing smoke, just completely sm- blowing smoke out their mouth. Right. There may not be no truth to anything they say, but it's all in how they present. But it's, but it's the, the judge's duty to, you know, listen to both sides. Now, exactly. the other lawyer does not do what the client wants them to do as far as, hello. That's when you, you finally know. stand in the courtroom and make them really turn their heads. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this is real. This is happening. We all know this. Um, so we need to help solve a problem. You, you know, it's not just one case. It is we need to change and, you know, and help the people, once again, whose lives have been torn apart. And it's not a magic wand. It's not going to happen overnight. But we need to start somewhere. And, when, and you know, it, I think there's too many lawyers 
that are that are uh, representatives now. Um, because I, and I say that because I feel that lawyers look at things a certain way, and and there's not enough. Um, you're not always supposed to think about things as a lawyer. You know, when you're in uh, in office, okay, you're supposed to think about things like your your the Constitution, and we need constitutional courts, and and we need the constitutional process. And as soon as you accept a process that is not constitutional, you kind of put yourself into a um, a rabbit hole. Because once you're citation after citation, well, you know, and you're citing this and you're citing that, well, what happens is, you know, there's a lot of bad case law out there Mm -hmm. because there's bad judges. And then when that starts being used in, you know, in other matters, then other bad decisions will be made. So that's why we need to stand by the constitutional methods and practices and rights. You deviate from that, you're gone. So how do we do that? I think we need to enforce, work on enforcing. No, we we really need to work on where no one has anywhere they can hide. Judges included, I'm talking, that's everybody from the bottom all the way to the top. If they have somebody that constantly looks over what they're doing and they actually do their job, that's truly what we need. We need a complete reform all the way from our U.S. Supreme Court all the way down to our little city municipality courts. It just needs to be a complete reform. I they mean, need to be held accountable what for what they're doing. doing. Look at what Biden's gotten away with doing. And, and again, this is not. Oh, I, okay, I'll shut up. But but yeah, you know, yeah, I'll be quiet. But it's it's like, look, Hunter is Republican. Okay, so you got to just go after the bad apples, like you said. You, you know, you got to go after the bad ones that are doing the wrong things. You know, I said this last time on air, and, and you know, I'll, I don't know, I won't say it again. But, you know, we just need to stand for the balance, the balances of power. We need to abide by the Constitution. And you're right. It's for us. It is for us. And, you, you know, we, is it a relief anymore to get through to the Attorney General's office? Jeez, how many thought, oh, my gosh, you know, or or to get through to the one ladder below, or the one rung below that, or the rung. Okay, good. I got it done. I got it done. Okay, everything is going to be okay. You're going to look. You're going to see. I gave them exactly what I'm supposed to give them. Oh, now they don't I care. Breathe easy. And then guess what? You are so gut punched. You're so gut punched. And so then you, you know. You do your best to get over it, get up again, and go to the next level. And then you're so gut-punched again. So that's got to stop. You that's got to stop. You, you know, unless, you've got, unless you don't have anything to stand on, that's a whole other story. But for as long as I've been doing this now, I've had only two people that stopped in their tracks when they were trying 
to get me to, you know, be supportive of them in their cases. But Mm -hmm. you know what? When I ask for certain information, if you're not going to give it to me, if you can't prove to me what what I need to see, you know, if you can't show me things, then guess what? You're just trying to use me. So you, you know what I mean? And they go away. They go away. So mm-hmm. I'm not a magician. I can't make things happen, you know, with a magic wand. But we need to gather the people together as we have been doing in different groups. Gather the people. Gather the facts. Gather the cases. And anybody who has gotten a good, clear, concise complaint to the Attorney General's office while my country was in office. They and, need to reopen them. And, and feel, yes, that's a good point. But, and feels that, that uh, yeah, that's a very good point, and reopen them. But, again, I mean, it could be, unless, but, and, but why is the new Attorney General going to reopen them when the last Attorney General chose not to do anything, right? So we need an investigation, Mm-hmm. They need to go through and look at everything and make sure that everything was followed the way it was supposed to be. We need, Yeah, we need some support from our representatives, and they need to receive a certain number of these matters that were presented to the Attorney General's office to decide for themselves if there needs to be an investigation. You know, I and, I wasn't actually part of the remonstrance in Oklahoma, but I do know about it, and I know when it was done, and that was it was joked off like it was ha ha, it was a funny deal, because yeah, that's because nobody knew what it was. Crew, none of our representatives had a clue what that even was. Right. No, I know. I was on the call with yeah, exactly. That is something that, you know, you said most of our senators are, you know, previous lawyers, you know, worked in law. How would they have not have known what that was? And the reason that they laughed it off was because it was brought by a private individual, not, you know, somebody of power, should say. Because if mm-hmm. it was brought by someone else in the group, then they'd be like, okay, hold on a minute. Well, if you're just a private individual, they'll just laugh you out the door because they're like, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, let's let's hope that, you know, we can – let's hope we can change that history. Let's hope that we can have those that care about what they're hearing right now. Let's hope that they want that information. And if it exists, Oh, the information is always out there. It's just how long are you going to dig for it? Because a lot of these people are in such high power. Their power trips is more or less what they're doing. uh, I'm not going to call that out blankly. But what I am going to do is say it's not happening right now, but but we need it to happen. If you want to help, we need it to happen. If you're a victim of this, email me and whatever you sent to the Attorney General's office, injustice in Oklahoma at gmail.com. It's that simple. Not that fancy, but it's that simple. Yeah. Um, 
we need to stand together. I know I've got a bunch of affidavits. Uh, I know there are other groups that have other affidavits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're asking our representatives to uh, step up. Because if you didn't know, you know. And the former Attorney General did not do anything for many people to help restore justice in their lives when it was his duty to. And the reason that it happened to these people is because somebody on a lower level engaged in something that was either really wrong or malfeasant. So you have, so you have to hide have to because... Off. Huh? I've got to I've got to cut down now. I've got to cut out. It's been uh, we're we're on an hour and a half. Um, oh, I think that I know it went it went fast. And um, but I encourage anybody to to reach out to me. Uh, Injustice in Oklahoma exposed at gmail dot com. I want to thank you, Stephen Burke, um, for coming on and joining us. I know there's so much to say, but it flew. Um, but I want to thank you, 89.9 KLRB, Lighthouse Christian Radio. I want to thank you, Anonymous Caller, for calling in and participating in this conversation and the other callers. Um, Marty Oakley, appreciate you. TS Radio Network. And I'm Tanya Hathaway. Tanya Potts, where your voice is heard and your story is told. Tune back in on Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Good night and God bless. <laughs>